Hey, how you guys doing? It's producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to What We Missed in Wrestling, our recap podcast from the early 90s at this point in time about some pay-per-views that we missed during the world of professional wrestling. On the line, at least currently right now, is Brother Beavis. What's happening, man? Hey, what's up? Summer of 91, couple of years into college at this point. Uh, I know I was not watching no wrestling when I was coming home. How about you? Uh, no, I think this is probably, like, there was some stuff, like, leading up to here that I probably vaguely recommend or recognize, but actually I would have probably known more of, like, the WWF that's coming because Flair was there, so I've definitely seen, like, some of that and the big gold belt showed up, but we're just like, this is right on that transition period where WCW is no longer what we remembered as WCW, <laughs> and WWF is trying to figure out how to how to have Hogan and Flair in the same place, but actually pretend like they're not. So yeah, it's that's weird too. Yeah, I mean, uh, for, hello, fellow kids. Okay, so Flair leaving WCW to go to WWF would have been a viral moment. Uh, I, I don't tech. There would have been millions of texts and tweets. And all those types of things because it was a monumental moment where you have the, not the biggest star in wrestling, but the biggest wrestler that would be known for wrestling in wrestling to wind And every one of those tweets and texts would have been accompanied by, shut up, you're lying. That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Stop playing. Why are you playing? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it it was a big deal. But that'll be the pay-per-view after this. Uh, this is really that point leading up to it. So we're going to jump into a couple of the bits about this. If you're on YouTube, you can kind of follow along a little bit. Uh, let's see. Let's see if this works. We're back on StreamYard, y'all. All right. So let's look at the Wikipedia facts. We'll look at the Great American Bash 1991 first. Uh, if you see the poster there, do um, <laughs> you see part of the problem? It is the legend versus the legacy. It's supposed to be Flair and Luger in a cage. For the World Heavyweight Championship, posters were printed, uh, flyers were posted, <laughs> uh, things were advertised, but this is not the card that we are going to get, and it's a huge deal. Uh, July 14th, 1991, Baltimore, Maryland, at the Baltimore Arena. Is the Baltimore Arena still there? I don't think so, or if it is, it's it. for a while it was the Royal Farms Arena, and now it's something I don't know. So okay, there's. I think there's. I don't know if it's the same facility that's changed hands, or there's something essentially in the same area. So I think it's completely gone, but it's definitely not the Baltimore Arena anymore. Is it in the hood? Uh no. Well, kind of. I mean, no. it's downtown, and ninety yeah. percent of downtown is the hood. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Uh, so a little over nine thousand people in attendance. A very papered crowd out if you believe what people say uh 11 total matches our commentators jim ross and tony shivanto and our backstage announcer is not missy high at this time after all the controversy about her being in the locker room and all of that we we failed to mention that that was a sam whiteism r.i.p like that controversy of ladies being in the locker room came from the Bengals. i think it came from the patriots is what i was reading Oh, really? I thought it was the I thought it was Sam Whites that threw that lady out of or she was trying to get into the locker room at Riverfront and he then just Nashville told her that she from. wasn't in, in Cleveland, that she was in Cincinnati. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
Why are you playing? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it it was. I thought that was that, but regardless. And then our ba- our now uh, backstage announcer is a very young, very Cupid doll looking uh, Eric Bischoff. Uh, I mean, you know, quite the handsome young man here, fresh off of his stint out of coming out of the AWA. And now the backstage announcer here for WCW. Uh, he will become an important figure later on. So, spoiler yeah, alert. Just, yeah, spoiler alert. Just to get, it's going to take a couple of years. I do Summer have to Slam. say, I think the strength of the pay-per-view, you had it on the slide, was Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Like, yeah. Tony as kind of the 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 kind of straight man for the mm. play you know play I guess he was the color guy for Jim Ross's play by play they both treated right. very seriously very um, seriously you know, this is Jim Ross is trying to find every opportunity to actually bring up actual sports um, yeah. <laughs> no, they were they were by far the strength of this show I think yeah for sure and <laughs> this may be Tony at his best like i agree yeah well nitro tony wasn't that bad as opposed to current tony and here we'll we'll get through this here in a second but yeah this is um not the strength of wcw at this point for a lot of ways and not because of lack of talent as you'll see because a lot of hall of famers are going to appear on this freaking card and um but they couldn't draw any kind of money or crowds uh at this point in time in their careers all right let's just move it forward WWF is SummerSlam 1991, August 26th, uh, Madison Square Garden, over 20,000 in attendance. Uh, Vince loves a tagline, a match made in heaven. Or, excuse me, yeah, a match made in heaven and a match made in hell, you know. In so hell. Yeah, it's that Vince voice. And so this is the, the uh, wedding of Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage, who are already married, kayfabed. Uh, but... It, this is and that's going to be at the end of the pay-per-view like at the end end they do it at the end and the match made in hell is the ultimate warrior and hulk hogan and a handicap match against sergeant slaughter fresh off of his loss of the wwf title to hogan general adnan r.i.p and versus general colonel mustafa which is the iron sheik r.i.p um with, with special guest referee Oh, yeah, with guest referee, yes, yeah, Sid Justice, not Sid, Sid Vicious. Yeah, we're going to talk about him here in a little bit. So eight total matches in this SummerSlam. Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, and awful Roddy Piper on commentary. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, uh, if anything this whole series has taught me is I don't get it about Roddy Piper. I don't get it. The promos are – his st- his <laughs> wrestling – Air quotation marks is awful too. Like I, 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 I. I so we, but we've been completely it. subjected to Babyface Piper and some of his trash mm. matches. Like I, like the only thing you could defend would be heel Piper promo. But at the yeah. same time, it's just complete like gibberish. Like it's just coke fueled gibberish. Yes, it's. <laughs> noted uh bobby heenan is definitely the best of all of this here uh and we'll get to that all right so uh, we're gonna take a couple of um detours here <laughs> so here's the problem and we're gonna go forward and backwards at the same time because these two pay-per-views are going to be where the backstage stuff 
is by far more important than what's actually happening in the ring. Okay, we'll get to like WCW and we'll get to to WWF in those situations. But this is really kind of like a WWF because it was such a brand name. You still had Hogan. You still had something to move it forward. Whereas WCW was kind of, you know, kind of, you know, swimming in place there. And because they didn't really have, I mean, they had some stars, but they didn't know what to do with them. This is how you run a promotion into the ground. So within the last seven to 10 days, AEW had this situation where, well, actually pretty much for the last year and a half, where the backstage stuff has become way more important than what's actually happening in the ring. And Tony Khan got all his panties in an uproar, whatever, you know, because, you know, USA made a, a funny joke about him, you know, basing everything on cage match ratings. And then he went off into this thing about, you know, Hook is has this record and Jinder mm-hmm. Mayhall shouldn't be getting a title shot. And it was just this whole big mess, including with Eric Bischoff and all of these people. And Jinder Mayhall, who, who had the best reply, and I was like, who the fuck is Hook? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, like it didn't make any sense that he, he Tony Khan, the CEO, Booker, whatever this is for AEW, took a kayfabe 28 and I mean, a work 28 and one record to put the, to try to put hook over in a match with Samoa Joe. And it didn't make any sense. <laughs> and again, for the last, whatever, since we're all brawl out, the most important, the most important impactful things that are happening in AEW are happening backstage. The in-ring product is secondary, which is what was happening to WCW and a little bit with WWF at the time. Like, do do you see where I'm where I'm going with this, especially for WCW at this point? I mean, like, we didn't have the insight into any of that. Like, we have to read about historical accounts of all this nonsense. But, right? Yeah, I mean, like, this situation is ridiculous. It's like you you know you're 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 citing all these records, but it's a work. Dude, like, there's that's, that's not the argument. That it's you not argue. real. But by the same token, like the the stupidity of it probably do, drew more attention to both of those matches that no one really cared about. Um, right. The the Jinder Mall matches with Seth Rollins, I guess, and and with Hook and Samoa Joe. So it, yeah, yeah, it's like the product is just the product in AEW is just so like. It's just matches, and ninety percent mm-hmm. of the time, you know what's happening, and it the presentation is not great. And I, I mean, it's I can I can only listen and read about it anymore. I can't I can't I can't sit there and watch it. It's anymore. very difficult to watch anymore because, again, it feels like we're repeating cornet stuff here. There are no stars. Like, there's nobody that's like, and especially with MJF out, there's really no stars. I mean, Samoa Joe is a star if you like Samoa Joe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's so weird that 25, well, from here, 30 some odd years later, we're seeing kind of the same thing. Whereas the, the in-ring product is not great, but it's not the worst thing. Yeah. But the things that are happening behind the scenes are way more interesting than what's happening on the television. And this is how you ruin a 
promotion. It's the same thing that winds up happening when we get to Nitro era before Vince buys it. Like all of the things going on with Russo and who's going to buy the promotion and Hogan not wanting to do a job and like all of that stuff became way more important. That was what was happening in the ring. And that's how you kill a promotion. And I'm not saying Tony Khan is killing AEW, but he ain't helping it. And I just, I, nobody learns from history, I think. <laughs> it's the problem here, and especially with wrestling, because I think it's so cyclical. And you have this opportunity to be this alternate promotion to the WWEF, and you're just blowing it because. I mean, it, wanted... it, of any of anyone even remotely affiliated with this podcast, you and I have watched by far more AEW than anybody. You else. know that's right. Correct. I have I have by far given them more money than anyone else on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I am 100% out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, it's 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 a rough sled, man. I, I, at this point, like I'm a DVR watcher. I'm like, well, I heard that wasn't as terrible as anything else, so I'll go to that part, and then I can't watch any of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like it's just... If you are, if you like, so it, it, it sounds again like Daniel Garcia is the project. So if you want to see Daniel Garcia's rise to fame and yeah. watch him go over everyone he like comes within 10 feet of, <laughs> yeah. you should watch the yeah. shit out of AEW for about the yeah. next six weeks. And then somebody mm-hmm. else will be, have a rocket strapped to him. So, or yeah. he'll get hurt or orange Cassidy or he'll get hurt yeah. and somebody else will get a yeah. rocket strapped to him. Yeah. It, it just, and uh, Again, we could do 12 hours on this, to be honest with you. But I want to tie that all together, you know, as we move, excuse me, move forward with this. You're you're really trying to not watch these pay-per-views. Yeah, I am. Because, oh, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute, too. Because this is what's happening in WCW and WWF right now. Flair is out, y'all. He's gone. There's a contract dispute, arguments with Jim Hurd, whether it be what Spartacus <laughs> cut his hair, put on an earring or whatever, all of these really bad ideas. And, you know, Flair was on the booking committee. He quits the booking committee. He's just like, look, I'm here. And then eventually, you know, he's like, I've had enough. And, you know, he's going to job him out at the end. And, you know, he has the big gold belt. Supposed to pay that $25,000 deposit to have the belt. WCW didn't want to pay it to him, and so he leaves with the belt and assumed to appear on WWF television with that belt before they digitize it out. Now, again, hello, kids. Like, this was a big deal. This is yeah. summer of whatever. Like, I remember seeing that. Uh, what was that ridiculous show they had? Like, Bobby the Heenan Saturday, the Saturday came show out with the belt. Yeah, it was something like or that. Or was like, it yeah, like, like a, the Monday talk show, the variety show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. And you know, and Heenan comes out with the belt. And he's like, I'm gonna bring out the real world champion. Like I remember that crap. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yo, that's what crazy. is happening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how does this work? So um so there was that. And then in WWF, which we weren't watching for sure. Ultimate Warrior is going to wind up being out here soon, too. He tries to hold up Vince for more money uh, before SummerSlam. He went, I think it's like a half a million dollars, uh, you know, like money he felt that he had earned from the previous pay-per-view. And Vince's motto is get the match in the ring. 
And so he's like, yo, okay, you know, we'll take care of that, you know, as soon as this is over. And as soon as he walks through the curtain, he fires him. <laughs> well, I think it's an indefinite that, suspension. Did you see the story that Hogan and Slaughter allegedly offered to take care of it? <laughs> like no, they, they, but yeah, there was a threat of violence. It's it's unclear if that's a Hogan story or or what. But. Yeah, yeah. Any Hogan story would probably be a Hogan story at this point, with what yeah. we know. But yeah, so he gets suspended indefinitely. And he's out for a while. Then, there, you know, there's all the lawsuits that's going back and forth. And then, you know, I think he winds up coming back for a little bit there. And then he gets a, he fails a drug test for, you know, after Vince's shenanigans with the government and his steroids. I think, you know, the drug test and then he fails a drug test and then that was it. And then he's out of there for until I think early in the in the Monday Night Wars and he winds up on WCW. Then he does all the form, and then he dies the next day. So he, I mean, it's he like has, he <laughs> it's goes like to WCW. <laughs> Hogan gets his win back. Then yes. he goes, gets the Hall of Fame, and dies. Mm-hmm. I mean, a full circle and, moment. Oh, there's racist nonsense, racist, yeah. misogynist, homophobic, homophobic. Nonsense. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, Maga under the guys, Maga's inspirational yeah. speeches. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the warrior too. Um. But yeah. So. That's where we are. So the at this backstage stuff, way more important. Maybe more so in WCW than in WWF, but definitely, you know, uh, probably a little bit more than what these two pay per views are known for. Flair not being there, and then Warrior getting shit canned. It's probably more so important than actually what happens in the ring because the matches, not great, y'all. But we're gonna take a couple more detours, y'all. But I'm uh, I'm getting there. We're gonna get to those matches. So I added a new feature for this. So it keeps coming up in the dark matches before the pay-per-view. It's like, oh, okay, who's on the dark match? And Coco Beware is a Goldberg-like streak. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Coco's got a Goldberg-like streak going in the dark matches here. Uh, So in WWF, uh, Coco Beware defeats Kato. So black guy over the Asian guy. And now WCW Junkyard Dog wrestles and defeats Black Bart. Um, kind of funny, Black Bart also well, uh, in the dark match. Uh, but yes. Uh, te- technically, Kato is, I believe, Croatian and pretending to be Asian. Is he? Well, Shot the front door. Yeah. It's Paul Diamond. Uh, is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that again. That's fucking awful. All right. So... <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to add this feature to this because as you go through it and looking ahead and some of this, it's like, oh, damn, that dude was on the freaking dark match or whatever. That's a pretty good wrestler. Why the hell is he not on the actual show? Coco's been on dark matches almost. I don't think we've seen him in maybe except for what, like uh, the Survivor Series. No, not Survivor well, if Series. If he's on, that- he loses the opening yeah, match. Yeah, the Royal like, Rumble maybe he was It's in. either lose the opening match or win the dark match. Those are the two options for Coco Beware. Yeah. For because Coco he's over. The crowd loves him. Yeah. But then he gets the shit kicked out of him. So. The shit. And then Junkyard Dog is running out the string here. Yeah. Uh, fat, overweight, uh, probably a little coked up. Meh. Probably a lot coked up. Um, can't work. Can't talk. Can't. I mean, he's just like done at this point in time. Headbone, and he's, bone, head, butt, blow up. That's his yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
So, uh, all right, Hutch just text me that he's not coming on. So we're going to do this conversation between the two of you. Not that you can't handle this conversation, but just to let you know. All right. So who was the most over black wrestler at this time? Why did you put a king on there? <laughs> so, uh, okay. So this is 1991, summer 91. We're a little bit before Ron Simmons becomes the first black yeah. world champion. We're well before, you know, rock nation of dominations, any of that. We're way, way before any of that. So the wrestlers, the black wrestlers at this particular time, you know, generally have a racist ass gimmick. <laughs> kind of. To, to say it, to say it lightly, yes. You have a manservant. Yes. This, yeah. Uh, someone I'm, shucking, yeah, I'm jiving kind, with a bird. Yes, or, somebody from the yeah, dark, or, darkness of Uganda. Yeah. Yes. And and one man gang. All right. So. <laughs> So, <laughs> but seriously, who's the most over black wrestler in 1991? Like, I didn't put Tony Atlas up here because I don't even think he's freaking, but Pop, not Papa Shango. Who the hell was he? Uh, uh, I'm the last Saba Simba. Saba, Saba Simba. Simba. Butch Reed is, yeah, Butch Reed is missing in action at this particular time. He's not here mm -hmm. or in the WWF. So who's the most over black wrestler? It may be Coco. To be fair, it's either Coco or Virgil. Yeah, I mean, sadly, Virgil is over with the crowd, but I think it's primarily just because D they hate DiBiase so much. So I don't know that mm -hmm. I can give him. Like, it, over in terms of like, I don't know. I mean, you're not wrong, but like, I don't know what Kamala was doing at this time, but I would be more hyped for a Kamala match about out of any of mm. these people. Right. Uh, at this time. Was yeah. Yeah. Was Abdullah the Butcher somewhere? Yeah. In Japan, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But they're both I mean, they're all I mean, they're all gimmicks. I mean, the despite this Olivia Newton John headband that somebody convinced Ron Simmons <laughs> to put on, like He's starting to get good and being yes. pushed and good. Yeah. And so, like, he's clearly on, like, you know, the most successful. But in terms of, like, fan reaction, I mean, you might be right. Coco, that's sad. That's terrible. Coco might be the most overdue. I think sad he's probably, even, even though he's jerking the curtain, he may be more over than Virgil. And like I said, yeah, Ron Simmons, I mean, again, it's going to be a big deal when he becomes world champ. I'm not disputing that. Again, junkyard dog coked out completely. Mm, like yeah. not worth it. Kamala's Kamala. He's a, you know a bad guy, so he's not going to be over. But it's a real bad state here. And looking ahead is the reason that I put this up. It gets worse. Like the WWF. I mean, they've always been bad. Wrestling in a general sense has always been bad with handling black wrestlers, but it gets worse, Yeah, which is kind of hard to imagine if you look at the folks that are on this, if you're watching YouTube right now. Well, I mean, like, so great. NWA was always like, you could have a black sidekick that might eventually mm -hmm. turn on you, 
and would get a run before you know you before they put you over that's right pez pez wiley we're looking at you iceman mm-hmm. king parsons we're looking at you um but then like they use i would like to say they use doom pretty well except we saw that tag team tournament where they put everybody over yes correct. um yeah it's not great yeah. it's not great so i just I, I don't know all right and even and even like putting the belt on ron simmons i mean there's some tokenism in that too like it's yeah. not like that ushered in the grand era of of diversity and in, yes. in the nwa and everything well, different thereafter and what we know now is that's freaking uh god who's the uwf dude uh, jim uh, ross or no bill watts no. bill watts like once he gets he just loves like big black wrestlers he the made former big black football wrestlers. players yeah, former football players that he's going to make like you know, like he just he man, you talk about chasing that crack high. He had <laughs> junkyard dog that one time, and he made him this huge star, and he chased yeah. that crack high forever, trying to find it again. And you know, again, Ron Simmons. To be fair, WCW Ron Simmons not nearly as good or entertaining as WWF Ron. Simmons. <laughs> not even close. She like he. Yeah, exactly. He became a better wrestler. He became a better promo. Like, to be, again, to be fair, because I think he has a natural tendency to be like a tough guy, bad guy, and trying yeah. to make him babyface, it didn't make any sense. So, they, ironically, they try, they put him out as their, as a white meat babyface. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> there's some irony there. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Uh, I'm unfuckwithable. Yeah. yeah. He, he should have been a bad guy from the beginning. All right. Did you know he played for Bobby Bowden? Yeah. Did you know he was third place in the Heisman voter? <laughs> Thank you, Jim Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ross, oh, like, God, finally get to talk about college football. Fuck, I hate yeah, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's, uh, I don't even think we're... St- All right, so we're through the pay-per-view, oh. y'all, finally. God, we wasted 25 minutes to get here. mystifying... This, this scaffold mask was the most <laughs> mystifying thing I've ever seen. And when it was over, I was it's, like, did, did they just stop? Did they... I'd like rewind it and be like, yeah. is it over now? Uh, What's happening? Oh, my God. So we're going to do the dueling pay-per-views like we did with the last one, y'all. So you can follow along. We'll go match for match. WCW goes much... <laughs> longer than wwf this time so they they are the longer pay-per-view in terms of that so match one on the great american bash 1991 it's terrence taylor (laughs) and stunning steve austin yes that steve austin y'all versus bobby eaton r.i.p and pm news r.i.p for some reason pm in a scaffold match uh, uh in a scaffold match where again i listened to jim ross's podcast where he recapped this pay-per-view um, he won. We don't know what we were doing. PM News. Uh, we thought he was hip to have a fat white guy be the hip hop dude. He's like, it makes no sense. And then two, they were like, the wrestlers were like, yeah, we're not doing that scaffold match. No, nope, <laughs> not doing it. Sorry, y'all better figure something else out. So they climb up to the top, and it's a capture the flag it's match. It's like two feet wide. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it it was it's it's bad and again it's <laughs> this picture of like him just playing on somebody that was the match I was like what in the world is happening right now and capture the flag where you had to catch the other team's flag and walk it to the other side again look who's in this <laughs> Steve Austin no matter what you think about Terry Taylor Bobby uh, Eaton man like come on and then PM uh, news but uh, just awful. SummerSlam gave us the dragon. Ricky Steamboat is back in WWF. Not for long, though. He's going to be back no. in WCW fairly quickly here. The British Bulldog RIP and the Texas Tornado RIP versus the Warlord and Power RIP, Hercules Hernandez and Glory. Uh, the first thing I thought about this match, I was like, well, I know who's getting pinned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and they gimmicked up the dragon. Uh, yes, he's, yeah. God. And they've gimmicked up uh, the bulldog still... by now. It was uh... yeah, but was it Matilda? Or no, yeah. He's got the dreadlocks. No, he's got the dreads now. Yeah. yeah, he's got the dreads. It's bad. It's it's not a great match as an opener. I mean, the, all the people are over. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I mean, when it started, I was like, oh, this is good, and then I was like, uh, mm-hmm. what's happening right now? I'm like, okay, okay, so Steamboat's gonna sail, and Roman's getting pinned. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. And yeah. that was the match. Like, that was pretty much it, y'all. Yeah. All right, let's jump ahead. The Great American Bash, match number two. It's the Diamond Stud, who is Scott Hall, RIP, versus Tom Zink, who is RIP as well. Oh, for real? Uh, yeah, I think we determined that Tom Zink is no longer with us. Uh, versus Bret Hart. Uh, and yeah. versus Kurt Henning for the Intercontinental title. And this is Bret Hart going over and winning the Intercontinental title uh, from Kurt Henning uh, in a really good match, by the way. If there was a watch-along tonight, which there isn't, this would have been the watch-along match. Uh, Bret Hart's parents are there, so, you, you know, kind of given to you that who was going to win that. Kurt Henning does all this Kurt Henning things in terms of his selling and whatnot, but winds up tapping out, you know, to the sharpshooter. Uh and, you know, Bret Hart becomes, you know, gets his first singles championship. The Diamond Stud match in Tom Zink was just a fucking match of two. Uh, God, it's Scott Hall, Hall of Famer, Tom the Zink. The you have to say, though, is remember when Scott Hall was the smaller of the two in The Outsiders? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish He's, that Oz could be out here next to him because I swear to God he's bigger than. Oh yeah, Scott Hall is completely jacked in this. Yes, he is gigantic. He's, yes, he's huge. Uh, oh, big Scott God. Hall, I believe, was the name we used to have God. in the AWA. Yeah, monster size dude. Gigantic, like his yeah. chest is like huge. It's he's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's insane. And again, he's out here in match number two wrestling against Tom Zink, who they try and try and try yeah. to push as a babyface. And it just doesn't work. You know, Diamond Stud wins again. DDP How do you feel about DDP at this point? Uh, He's annoying as hell. He's annoying and, as fuck. Yes, he's annoying as hell. And again, yeah, But also, God, I was like, I mean, I mean, again, you heard the story. He starts late in life or what? Mm. Whatever. I was like, God damn, this nigga look like he's 50 already. And well, we didn't, still he was five he was, years from Nitro. Didn't he start wrestling in AWA and got hurt, and then he managed for a while, and then apparently Is that what it was? Yeah, I think oh, he hurt okay. his knee or something, and then got yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I know the Diamond Cutter was over, but I was not a huge fan of his ever. Well, uh, the thing was, like, he was somebody who orchestrated his matches 
Um, so they were typically pretty decent, but he was, I think probably because he had the relationship with those guys and Bischoff in particular, he was like the only non-member of the NWO that got over in the entirety of the 1990s yeah. Raw. So yeah. from that perspective, you know, I always liked that. I mean, he was, I think he was good for a good match. I think he was, he, he tamed his, like this, he's so over the top here. He kind of tamed that down and became a decent promo. I liked him. I don't yeah. know. <clears throat> like they, they, when he became the stalker for the undertaker's wife, when he, that was just no, like, that yeah. was just another example of let's find creative ways to bury anybody who ever was over yes. in any yeah, possible yeah. way. No, I, I liked him. I liked him fine. He did give us Kimberly <clears throat> yep. page. Yep. It's a side brother topic. So there's like two movies that if they're on cable TV, I'll stop and wait for a nude scene. <laughs> 40 um, Virgin. 40 year old Virgin is one, and Monsters Balls, yeah. <laughs> like, hmm. Oh, well, can you make me feel good? Oh, it's over. Okay. All right. What Good about Swordfish? Oh, yeah, that's fair. But that's never really on. But that's freaking true. Monsters I think, Balls uh, on IFC forever. I think Cable has made a, like, it has made a deal. Like, we all, can we just act like this movie never happened? Yeah, it is. Yeah, fucking awful never movie, too. Right. But for the SummerSlam match, yeah, it was. I mean, this apparently, what Hennig is hurt. Like this is the this is the back. He's already has the back injury that he's gonna collect yeah. on his insurance policy until he can make yes. more money to go back to wrestling. Um, yeah, he's, his selling like it's crazy because in so many ways he was like just put over as dominant, but it, the real strength is his selling, and he just yes. he bumps like a goddamn Super Bowl. Yep, he's he's amazing at the bumping part. His psychology his is incredible. Ripped apart, his pants are yeah, off. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, R.I.P. too. But he's yeah, he's so freaking good. And yes, he's uh, about to take off and become Flair's manager. Mm -hmm. You know, they paired him with Heenan at first, and then he winds up becoming Flair's second there, which makes no sense either because Flair didn't need anybody out there with him. But that's a whole other story. All right. So this came up on the internet the other day as we take another side topic here. Hold on, let me create a marker. All right, so this came up the other day. Somebody was like, who is the greatest mid-card wrestler in wrestling history? And so this was trending on Twitter or whatever, and you know, people kept putting Scott Hall in here as a mid-carder. And I fought about fought back against this because I don't view Razor Ramon at his peak to Scott Hall at his peak, you know, pre drug interventions or whatever. Scott Hall's not a mid carter, nor was Razor Ramon. Now was he at the top of the car? Was he headlining WrestleMania or anything like that? No. No. Well, if you're if you're not at but the he, top of the card, what are you? I mean, no, you, he, no, he's not a jobber, but he has no, he's okay. never won a world title in any no. of the promotions. No, well, besides tag, but yes, but he's not. I I always consider a mid card if we want to use wrestling priorities as threes and below, and he's not a three. He's a four, four and a half, and. Even though he's not main eventing, if it's a singles match, he's still at the top of the card. Like did he's he, not. Did he ever? I mean, hold if he's the opening the Intercontinental title, 
He did, yeah. Because he winds up losing it to freaking either to Brett or to Shawn Michaels. So, like, I, I don't, I can't, I can't call him a mid Carter. Like, it just doesn't. There, there's something in between the Flair, Hogan's, or whatever, and like those dudes that are right underneath. Like in so that era, like, like yeah, that's kind of the the threshold of like Triple H, who was the guy that the stars, the guy who wrestled the stars. Yeah. Except, but he was, and, in, and probably because he was, the, he was banging the the boss's wife, he actually yeah, has the title run to go against it. So, I yeah. mean, from that perspective, if you want to, if you want to create another threshold, then he's the guy who wrestled the stars and got matches yeah. out of stars who might not have otherwise got him. And, and that's you can almost Scott put Hall. Kurt Hennig in that category as well, who he had the AWA championship, but then after that, like he was capped at the Intercontinental title, U.S. title. He was the guy mm-hmm. who made the stars look good. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to create that category, then that's fine. But if you want to, if you technically, if you're going to draw the line between top of the card and jobber, mm-hmm. he's a mid carder. Everybody, that, that see that doesn't that doesn't. That doesn't work for me, brother. Like, Brutus Beefcake so is, is a mid-carder. Brutus Beefcake is yeah. a mid-carder. Beefcake is below what Scott Hall yeah. would be. So, well, But then like, we how, have the, the, what our other category is like the uh, the Sunday Night Titans, right? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 Scott, the Scott Norton and mm-hmm. of the worlds that always, they only see, went on Sunday. Let's see, those dudes are... I mean, even Scott Norton is below a mid Carter, you know. Yeah. Oh, we we'll have a handsome like where are you Jimmy putting Buff, ba- Buff Bagwell is a mid Carter. Buff Bagwell That's, is a mid Carter. Yeah, like the dictionary definition of a mid Carter, whether heel or babyface, he's a mid card dude. Scott Hall is levels above Buff. So I'm just, I, I just, I. I, I just kind of fought back against that. Like, well, you know, people had the he, same argument. Did he main event WrestleMania? A, was he at the top? A, like, he's no, an upper just, mid. He's an upper mid Carter. Yeah. See, yeah. He's, he he needs a different category. I just I could I couldn't let that go. Like the people were like saying he was mid card because well, mid card almost sounds like it's almost an insult back in the day. Well, the other thing and, too is like I'm sure that given you know everything we know now nobody was going to put any significant yes. title on him because he was probably incredibly undependable correct uh, yeah you know to pull off a ring pull off a match once you got there yeah but get the match i will the say the storyline i would pay virtually any money to see pan out was when they had flair committed to the the same <laughs> and they turn around scott hall's in there i'm like yeah. I, I have to see how this story plays yeah. out and nothing ever again. Yeah, <laughs> that was the yeah, worst. Because yeah. like, yeah, he just eventually disappeared because yeah. you didn't actually have to do anything to get paid in WCW. And then they yeah. randomly show him out, show him, you know, in some Russo-esque bullshit story yeah. where it's like uh, those two in the in the crazy house. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I must have this. Yeah, I need eight episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what All streaming right. platform is this on? I must subscribe <laughs> now. I will get Apple TV. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to match number three across the board, y'all. It's the Great American Bash. You get our aforementioned Ron Simmons defeating Oz, which is Kevin Nash, who's gimmick. We saw debut at the last pay-per-view and pretty much ending already in a, a clean job to 
uh, Ron Simmons. And then SummerSlam, it's the natural disasters, typhoon and earthquake, uh, RIP. Uh, I think, yeah, earthquake is the dead one versus the Bushwhackers and RIP, uh, brother Butch, uh, brother, brother Butch. Yeah. Butch is the one that just died recently. So yeah. Uh, trash all around trash for both yeah. matches we get the appearance of andre the giant who comes oh that down, was so hard to watch beat all to be down damn with kane uh it's just i mean he's so hard to yeah watch. he hasn't got that many sunsets left uh after this particular bit here so yeah so not, H- hogan has eaten up another plucky partner and yeah <laughs> put in the top of the monster pile for hogan to chew through yes. i think you may have already chewed through him at this point the Bushwhackers yeah, are the God bless the money they made, but yes, this is not the greatest tag team in the world that defeated the Rock and Roll Express and the Jim Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> and look at Oz, I swear, like Scott Hall's bigger than him. At oh, I agree at this point. Yes, <laughs> like muscularly defined, much bigger than he is. Yeah, he might have him on height, but beyond that, yeah. I mean, and again, it'll come up later. Kevin Nash kind of sucks. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's a absolutely. great he's trash. wrestling personality, but nah. wrestling wise, is he I, like now maybe ish? But he's still yeah. a prick. They're like yeah. trading off his time as a prick, where he got over yeah. because of his friends and whoever was running yeah. the promotion. Fuck him. Um, and then and, and and again and then at if you could do if you were tall and you could do a power bomb at this era, you were definitely over. So. It's coming up soon, by the way. Uh, if you could do those two things, uh, so yeah, just just bad. All right, who else we got here? Match four, y'all. Uh, How was again, this? Hush is not here. Thank God. I got it. Yeah, sure. So, little dude, WWF first SummerSlam. Virgil defeated Ted DiBiase, but not by pinfall. I think it was he knocked him out of the belt and. Uh, DBS didn't reach the 10 count. Um, so he went. Oh, no. Belt. It, this was the. Uh, was it that? No, it was. the. He got pinned, but the referee made a decision it was bullshit and they restarted the match or some shit. Uh, but I think how he officially wins is that he hits him with the, the million dollar belt and DBS doesn't answer the 10 count. He doesn't get Maybe. Pinned. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it was bullshit. It, yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was definitely not. By Piper's presence at the ring. Yes, and then and Virgil's not great wrestler. Uh, just the boxing and punching, and it, it was not great. Uh, Great American Bash offered Richard Morton versus Robert Gibson, which is kind of <laughs> funny with the names. So again, thank goodness Hutch isn't here because he'd think I'd have have some reaction to this. One, it was seventeen minutes long, which is way too long probably 17 minutes longer than it needed to be Two, if Ricky's a bad guy, why are they dressed alike? Like they have their tag team shit on. <laughs> they have their tag team shit on matching one another. Robert came out in the duster. Ricky didn't, but like other than having his hair and a minor, his mullet and a minor ponytail. Yeah. They're really just doing the same things, you know. I, I gotta say, baggy. like, heel Richard Morton was was actually kind of funny to watch. Like, <laughs> yeah, him, like him selling as a heel was like it was entertaining and unique relative yeah, to everything we've I seen mean, at this point. But like Robert yeah. was, they the the storyline was Robert had one leg. 
the entire match. Mm-hmm. So he was just like yes. getting beat, like just getting abused. And the ref and the commentators were running him for being such a prick. And then yes. it like it was never in doubt. Like you, yeah. Exactly. I, but, but 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 shouldn't it have been in doubt? Oh, okay, so he Robert Gibson gets hurt while they're tagging, and he has to have the, the ACL mm-hmm. or whatever, and he has to get repaired. This is. Is why Ricky's wind up wrestling singles, and we've watched him. What is he team with? Uh, he was a six man champion. With, he teamed team with, with Tommy Thomas Rich. Rich. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, before he turned bad guy, when he was doing babyface stuff, he was doing that or whatever. And so then, you know, he winds up turning heel, and when Robert Gibson is coming Spike back, bad. yes, and yeah, oh, like a two minute job, and it's like okay, so. He's coming back. He's the baby face. I mean, he. I think he does wind up losing the match because he gets hit with the computer or something like that. But I think do you, the baby face should go over here, yet he doesn't. And uh, I am. Well, uh, well, Robert yeah. Gibson was on the way out at this point, right? Yeah, I think he's there not long for this, too. Yeah, be queuing up your... What's next? Because it's bad. Well, well this um, is right. we get Robert Gibson goes. This is where he goes to OVW, right? Or not OVW? Oh no, we're a little Mountain. bit away from there. Yeah, I think we're way a little bit away from there. But I, you might be have it better than I do. I think I've only focused on how bad WCW was. Because he goes there and he's solo for a long time before Ricky actually shows up. But yeah, they started Smoky okay. Mountain Wrestling started in October 1991. Because okay. so, yeah, Ricky and, and Bobby Eaton were, were they were still locked up, but by this time, mm. um, Stan Lane and Cornette, I think, are gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, this was not the Civil War you would have thought it was for me. I did not care. It, more than anything, it was like way too long. That was probably. Mm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And again, them dressed alike just was the stupidest shit ever. All right. Match number five, y'all, across the board. Great American Bash. We got the Young Pistols. Uh, R.I.P. Tracy Smothers and Dustin Rhodes defeated the fabulous Freebirds and Bad Streak, which is another freaking uh, Armstrong brother. Um, and versus the Buck Bossman, R.I.P. defeated the Mountie. Nobody can. These are fucking awful. Like, Rip, okay, Young Crystals are Street, decent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. Dead. Uh, I mean, the Young Crystals on their own are fine. Dustin on his own is fine. Freebirds are terrible. And this was like a, and it wasn't just a six man tag. It was an elimination tag, too, which was even worse, which made it even longer. And again, shockingly, Dusty's back. His son is the one that goes over. Shocking. Um, Yeah. I think I made the comment last time of like, Dustin's so good, they could have done something with him. But what they should not have done with him is made him a Dusty (laughs) clone and have Dusty smash him over. Like, the thing I realized is like, there is not the four horsemen for him to toil against, is what he he does not have at this point. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he's even like his promo, he's he's essentially funky like a monkey. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's, hello, kids. Let's play family dynamics. Okay. So, your father is the leader of this wrestling promotion, and he's going to put you over big and to make you a particular star. And your general reaction to that is, nah, that's okay. I'm going to go wind up hooking up with a friggin' somebody that's going to manipulate and pull me in all kinds of different directions that are completely away from my family. 
Why would that be? Hmm. I wonder if I'm just trying to be my own person. I didn't need all of this particular Valderol to, uh, you know, to try to become my own man and you're smothering me, Pops. Could it be a little bit of that? Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And I, I heard those stories that Terry Reynolds was with uh, Free, uh, Ter- uh, uh, Michael Hayes first. You mean... You mean uh, Doc Hendricks, of purely. course, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. No, purely sexy, man. Purely sexy. Yeah, the boss man's match was like, oh, if he lost, uh, the Mountie would get arrested. And they had this whole vignettes and backstage thing where he was thrown in the paddy wagon. It, like, I, I thought the match was like whatever, but then you're just subjected to the Mountie shtick for yes. the rest of the show and the cops. Like, yeah. uh, it's just, that was bad. It was horrible. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it's classic WWF Vince not being restrained from his worst device. There's our Eric Bischoff shot, by the way. All right. So Next this match, is the show. I, did you have a slide on Eric Bischoff's backstage interview? I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. If you want to talk about it, that's fine. But I, I it's did just, not. It's, I mean, there's not much to say. But, yeah, on the heels of, like, apparently, every, like, every wrestling promotion ever thought it was great to pick up on this story about – the uh, locker room, female locker room NFL reporter who was sexually harassed and then dragged through the muck. Mm. So let's go ahead and mm. let's go ahead and mimic that at, at Missy Hyatt's <laughs> expense and whoever else. Right. So now it's so now the, the capstone of that is Eric Bischoff, because mm. I guess fairness gets to go in the women's locker room and interview Miss Missy Hyatt, walks her in the shower, allegedly. And she mm. freaks out, and he's a douche, and that this yeah. whole thing was is cringy as fuck and completely inappropriate. Yes. And thank you, nineteen ninety one, for this. Yeah, I, it, you know, and again, like, oh well, you got to look at it at the time, you know. Do I? Because yeah. they should have known better. It, it's like the racist black caricature wrestlers. Well, that's just the time, <laughs> is it? Because I'm pretty sure that you didn't have to do that. But yeah, whatever. So now I'm reminded it's, you left Johnny B. Bad off though. Who was the most over black uh, performer? I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Akeem, the African Dream is blacker than Johnny probably, B. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and, so, then, and Johnny B. Bad is horrible too. Because okay, like, yeah, he's I mean, so flamboyant. It's just yes. no. I know you want to say the other f word, but like this is just yeah, like yeah. It's awful. Well, okay. To be fair. He gets better. Like, at the, this version is terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, it's terrible because they're leaning so much into the effeminate part of the gimmick, you know, minus the brown face. But it's just bad. But he does get better as we get further, as he gets more experience or whatever. He gets better at being Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. Is the pinnacle of him. And that's, and it turns yes, out that's exactly. the only thing he was good at. And that's not worth mm. watching. No, no, not at all. Uh, he's wrestling the yellow dog, which is um, Brian Pillman. What? Uh, I, yes, I know. What? Shocking. No, no that, it, it that is. can't be. Yeah, I'm telling you, it is. He switched Steeler colors from oh, Bengals. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah um, this is a Florida gimmick, apparently. So I don't know yeah. where they came up with this. But the other yeah. thing I read was like, this was uh, Dusty taking steps to make sure nobody got over Dustin. So, like, you put your other good-looking mm. baby faces in a stupid mask. and this is Oh, stupid. for good God almighty. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I might hate my father too if he did that to me. Um, yeah, uh, this match was terrible, and he couldn't even let freaking um the yellow dog win, so he had to give a bullshit DQ or whatever. Terrible. SummerSlam, we have the Legion of Doom, RIP, all of them, or both of them, <laughs> versus the Nasty Boys for the WWF titles, and they win. The WWF titles become the first ever, and I think maybe the last, oh, uh, that had won AWA, the NWA, and the WWF ta- uh, Tag Team Championships because the AWA is going to go out of business. So, uh, congrats there, whatever. I mean, it was an okay match for a tag team you know, for two big teams. Again, this version of the Nasty Boys, what I'm getting a little bit more respect for is because they weren't big fat slobs at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they let it go here, like, not too much long after this. But they've had really good matches we've seen with these guys. Well, Jerry, Sags, Jerry Sags, I think, was was the least fat slobbish of the two, but he also, I think, retired mm. earlier. So Brian Nobbs was stinking up the ring for much longer um, but yeah, yeah, they weren't as awful, but they were, I mean, they were obviously, this was the transitional champs from, uh, the boo-boo face heart foundation, boo-boo job face heart foundation, yeah. uh, to get the belts to the Legion of doom and think about how long they've been there and have done very little, uh, yeah. before they finally get a run here. But yeah, I yeah. think that I'm the curious as how they're going to get the belts off of them. I'm curious how they get the belts off of them. Because remember, that was always the thing. You know, they never had, rarely had them in W or WCW and WA because you couldn't figure out how to get them off. So I'm, I'm very curious. They beat them with their finisher, by the way, uh, which was kind of interesting, too. So, I mean, it, it wasn't a squash match, but it wasn't super competitive either. No. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just FYI, y'all. But not a bad match. All right. The Great American Bash, y'all. Match seven. Now, talk about who should have jerked the curtain. Big Josh, which is Matt Bourne, RIP, defeated Black Blood, which is Billy Jack Haynes, who was miraculously alive and super MAGA uh, in a lumberjack match. Uh, First, uh, yeah, and yeah, the... And this, the other side of this is terrible too. IRS, which is Mike Rotunda, defeated Greg Valentine. Yeah, too so, bad. I matches. mean, this was th- this the uh, at least IRS versus Greg Valentine was obviously just a filler match to cool off the crowd before the main event. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. that 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 I kind of like. There was it, Greg Valentine is just like yeah. Ugh. Most yeah, boring. he's been he's old just forever. Of, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was like you know that that is what it was. But I guess they must have really thought they were gonna do something with Big Josh. He did not. I'm just saying. Have he his bears. The bears. This <laughs> the best part of everything we've seen on WW up to this point. Nothing compares to them walking out with the whole last bear. You know. <laughs> It's like, then the bear's like, what's up, yo? I'm in a wrestling event. <laughs> That's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It's certainly better than any happy. of these matches, but yeah. 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 The bear no was bears. Billy Jack yeah. Haynes, who's a name, but like, they can't say we have Billy Jack Haynes. He's black blood with a yeah. battle axe. Like, that's going to yeah. come into the <laughs> Thank you, Turner. Thank yeah. you, Turner Broadcasting. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, this is bad. I mean, yeah. It's uh, th- again, this is not the best that they had to offer. No. Uh, from either promotion. 
question at this point. Yeah. And it's not, uh, th these guys aren't necessarily bad, but it's just like, what, like, well, it's, you it's, it's, you're not, they're not over. Like, right. no, why would you care? There's like, no there's, angle there's, there's, to them. there's nothing. They're just like, okay, yeah. now this guy, like if somebody, yes, like Black just... Blood came out and attacked his bear and then they yeah. had this <laughs> blow up match and the bear came out for the save. Put the bear in the cage above yeah, the, the ring. Bear in a, it's just, yeah, I mean like that's money right there, yeah. but just they're having a cold match. Like he didn't do oh, anything. To the bear. <sighs> Speaking of awful. And a keen African they, dream. Speaking of things they would not give up on, they for Shoot. real tried they to really. make Elegante something. His Okay, like, but to be fair, to be fair, Vince tried too. Yeah. And he couldn't do wow. it either. How did Vince watch any of this and be like, we gotta get that guy? <laughs> we'll just put him in the slim slim good body outfit with fur and it'll be fine. How did anyone see that the two best things about him are like his selling when he gets hit and he's just like mm. no like yeah. just his, or when he like like he'll he'll like take a fake swing at people or like rear back like two for flinching it's like yeah. dude no it's not you're not supposed to pull up it's you're actually supposed yeah. to be fighting them you shouldn't just like you shouldn't like fake try and punch them yeah, yeah he's all this match also had uh midgets at the beginning i know that's not the proper term Little i forgot people. about that Yes, they were biting people on their butts and ankles. Yeah, they were I, dressed up it, like the faces of fear or whatever Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, it was bad. And then and one man gang is one man gang. And but he's like kind of rebranding now that he's out of yeah. It's, it's just there's there's not nothing good happened in this. And other Elegante won by pinfall. Like that's even worse yet. Uh, yeah, it's awful. And then we get the SummerSlam main event, y'all. Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior before he's about to get shit canned in eight to twelve minutes. Defeated a triangle of terror, slaughter, Adnan, and Colonel Mustafa. You know what this match is. Hogan, Warrior. <laughs> the, the tag team <laughs> the tag team efficiency of Hogan and the Warrior was something yeah. to hold in this match. Just the smooth yeah. tags, just the, the the just the way they work together. I'm I'm surprised they never had a run at the belts. Yeah, it I mean the the less is said the better. And I think this is some or Sergeant Slaughter's uh uh face turn too after this because essentially the war in Iraq is over and you can't really drag that gimmick on anymore like i mean yeah. that war lasted about 48 hours war uh, uh lasted a, a, only a couple of a fortnight and i think they're you know this is the turn slaughter back after this i do believe he gets attacked later on maybe not the next pay-per-view or sometime before the next pay-per-view he winds up turning babyface you know to get back you know on the good side of his country all right y'all so those were the matches that were the dual matches now we get to get to WCW because we wrestle here. We, we got to have more matches than that shit. Match nine, Nikita Koloff defeated Sting in a Russian chain match. He was undefeated, by the way, in Russian chain match. Did you know that? Did you hear about that? Uh, yeah. I did hear about yeah. that. And, you yes. know, when uh, he, they played in the national championship, Bobby Bowden said <laughs> that there's one person we got to make sure doesn't get a hold of the Russian chain. That's yeah. <laughs> that was Ron Simmons. No, um, Russia's these, match they, these matches are are trash, and they yeah. they always end up the same way. Yeah. It's always like the witch. The everyone's going to end up tied three to 
three to three. And he was going to get the fourth one. Yeah. And in this case, it was Sting knocked Nikita in and lost his match. It's trash. Yeah. Russian chair matches. Are and stupid. again. It, and again, I don't know how much Nikita is going to be with us after this either. And good, because this version of Nikita is not very good. And again, he probably oh. wasn't very good. Like, if we went back and looked at that, we'd probably be like, you know, outside of Russian Sickles against Jobbers, you know, we'd probably be like, hmm, man, his work, not so great. But we di- we distinctly and- remember skinny Nikita Koloff with hair wrestling, though, right? Yes. Do you not? So, yeah. yeah. So we've apparently watched something else after this. Yeah. 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 I, I guess. Yeah. Because he came out and he was against drugs, but maybe that's coming up. No, he gave I mean, an anti-drug still... promo. Well, no, it was. I watched the Clash of the Champions. It's not one that we watched. He gave an inspirational yeah. promo at something already. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because that wasn't this something happening. His wife get cancer or something like that, which yeah. is why he winds up stepping yeah. away. And then never essentially coming back. Maybe it's up for some indies. You know, Sting is on the same rise here. When we get to the main event, you kind of got to wonder why they didn't put the belt on him because he had already held it. Mm-hmm. It would have made more sense. I mean, again, Luger is Luger. I understand that. But then when you look at the end of the match, then what was the point of yeah. putting the belt on Luger? Um, it didn't make any sense. So, yeah. Arachnoid. All right, y'all. Match 10. This is the main event, but it's not really because there is another match after. It's Lex Luger (laughs) versus Barry Windham for the new world championship because they had to go get this belt from Florida. Look at this belt. It's a shenanigans on it. (laughs) This belt looks like you serve a school lunch on it. It's so bad. This is can like the U.S. title is so much better than this thing that they're fighting for right now. It's ridiculous. Oh lord! Why is uh, it in a yeah. cage? Yeah, well, because they had advertised the cage match. That's what Jim Ross told me. We advertised the cage match, so it has to be in a cage for the championship. Yeah, well, you also advertised Ric Flair, and the crowd reminds them yeah. at the very beginning yes. that they in fact yes. want, want Rick. Yes. Uh. Yeah. get the match in the ring like do whatever (laughs) you gotta do to get flair to drop that and get the match in the ring you can't because it well we've said this over time here like for whatever reason flair did not want to put luger over so maybe that had something to do with it too that he's like yeah i'm still not gonna put luger over and so that factors into the equation but there's really no reason for Luger to take this second-handed championship like this. Like, I'm surprised he didn't, ref- I mean, refuse it, honestly. You know, like, and, and, I'm and, good. And like, they, put it on somebody and he else. he doesn't even, in a way, he doesn't even go over strong because he like, has to turn heel yeah. uh, under the influence of Harley Race to win the title with his pile yeah. driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for what reason? I mean, again, I'm sure they're going to explain some of this afterwards. And I do remember him being managed by Harley Race for a little bit. But I mean, I, I mean, that's basically it. And this match is essentially that too. It's not great. It's, I mean, again, I've seen Luger and Wyndham have better matches than this one. Uh, I, Wyndham has a little bit of boo-boo job face because I'm sure it was like all thrown together like that. And, you know, 
it is what it is. Yeah, at this point, the horsemen have evaporated. There's no reason for yeah. him to be there anymore. Correct. Like, yeah. And his family flights of fancy who loves to leave promotions. I won't mm-hmm. be surprised if he's out of here, if he's not even on the next pay-per-view. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we'll get to that in a moment. But yes, Luger becomes it, wins his first world champ- championship. The first of many, to be honest, you know, he's going to win it a few times in WCW, not the WWF title. That's a whole nother conversation. And good for Luger, you know, like, I mean, he wins the belt. We've watched these matches over the last couple of years here. His work is much better than we remembered it. You know, his promos are weird. His legs still don't go the right direction when he falls, but <laughs> finally they he's the not. world champion. <laughs> they do not. Yeah, finally I he's mean, the world champion, man. There's there are some people that have reaffirmed our hate. Some in watching these, there's some people who have reaffirmed our hatred for them. There's some mm-hmm. people who have questioned why we ever liked them in the first place. There are some people like Lex Luger who are like, I think we messed up. Sorry, Mr. Yeah, Luger, I think Mr. We messed Cole. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he could have, and again, but knowing what we know from the documentary or whatever, you know, kind of a weird dude. You know, he's not the dude to lead a company at this particular mm-hmm. time either. You know, he's just, you know, kind of a, uh, uh, I think what they said he's aloof, so that wasn't going to work either, brother. And you know, again, he's not long for here either. You know, he's soon about to be going to have what his uh, car accident or whatever, or his motorcycle accident, and uh, get his body completely all messed up. And he's going to heal and then head straight to the WWF. You know, for the uh, World Bodybuilding Federation Championship. Yeah internationals or whatever and before he becomes a wrestler in the wwe so i mean that that's a whole different podcast and that whole him not winning the championship and what leads him back to end up in on the nitro on that first night we'll, we'll catch it down the road i said it wasn't the last match though y'all because there was one more if you're watching on youtube you'll appreciate all right <laughs> i couldn't find like, no pictures of the match so it looks like an ai picture of her I, it, it it maybe it is, but it could just be old. Yeah, or it looks maybe like from the era where she was trying to look like she might have. It looks weird. Well, okay, so I mean, I, I think you know, you know this or whatever. A lot of times on my lunch break, you know, I'll be prepping for the show or whatever. I did not look this up on my work computer. <laughs> um, no, you can't. <laughs> so just you cannot Google Missy Hyatt at work. Yeah, yeah, my, my, yeah. So on my home computer, when I looked up Missy Hyatt or whatever, I, I think there is some information up there about her that if it was this era would be of the only fan variety, mm. but I've never seen it. And I certainly wouldn't want to see it now. So I, I just didn't click them links. But there was a match Rick Steiner defeated and Missy Hyatt defeated Paulie dangerously well, it was Anderson. supposed to be it was supposed to be the steiners versus arn and barry barry got pulled yes. out and scott got hurt and it mm-hmm. became this gimmick match but dick slater and dick murdoch came and snagged missy before the match mm-hmm. so it wasn't even a well it was a handicap them match but i think what rick pinned paulie yeah. two minutes into it i guess to send the fans home happy but I think yeah. they probably all Jim, left confused. 
Jim Ross said that uh, Maryland does not allow intergender matches. Oh. They didn't know that before they got there. Oops. Okay. Yeah, this the stuff behind the scenes way more important than what's happening in the ring. And that's where we are. And that's it, y'all. We have had two dual versus dual podcasts about this wrestling that is awful. There's, again, one match on here. One that was like, you know what? That's a really good match. Again, between two Hall of Famers, Kurt Hanning and Bret Hart. Even though there's Hall of Famers up and down the freaking card. Yeah. And you can only get one freaking match that was actually decent and good. Everybody's down bad here. But the bottom is the bottom. It it gets worse. So we always allow Brother Beavis to pull up the next card. So he's going to wind up pulling up. Go ahead and pull up. So we're we're not in fall brawl era. It's Halloween Havoc and Survivor Series. Yep. All right. Give me that Halloween Havoc card. Survivor Series always sucks. So I just want to start with that. Understood. Survivor Series sucks. So, yeah. why does this doesn't even make sense? <laughs> See, Ric Flair, the Mountie, Ted DiBiase, and the Warlord versus Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, Virgil, and the British Bulldog. Yeah, super random, right? Yeah, it's, super random. I know who's getting jobbed out first, though. Yeah, uh, I know who's getting it, pinned first. It, Oh, and this is another one where I guess they have eliminations, and then there's a is there a final one, final survivor? Yeah, that, that was I think the last one that we did is that they did bring them all back together. Yeah, the winners of each one. All right, next group, uh, the Yoga Yahoo's, Colonel Mustafa, <laughs> the Berserker, which is Nord the Barbarian. Yeah, Skinner, which is uh, Steve Kern. Play some Skinner, man. <laughs> And Hercules with General Adnan and Mr. Fuji versus El Matador. That's uh, Tito Santana's new Tito gimmick. Tito Santana, sadly. Yep. The Texas Tornado, which is Gary <laughs> Von Erich's gimmick. Awful. Jim Duggan and Sergeant Slaughter. Mm. So this, yeah, Sarge is a yeah, baby. Yeah, so face. there's the Sarge. Yeah, they turned. Mm. And All then right. um, the, uh, I guess, main event in the middle of the card is Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. Mm, that's interesting. That's I, I'm, I'm, I know who won. Spoiler alert, The Undertaker was undefeated at WrestleMania. But mm. Did he win here? No. Mm. Um, the Nasty Boys and mm. the Beverly Brothers. Who the hell is that? Uh, Wayne Bloom and uh, Mike Enos. Oh. Uh, with Jimmy Hart and the Genius versus the Rockers, yeah, and the Bushwhackers. Ugh, we're about to get a heel turn from Sean Michaels here in and, the next six to nine months. And then I yeah. guess so. This was I don't think they did the elimination thing this time. And the okay. last one, for whatever reason, is just three on three: uh, Irwin R. Shyster and the Natural Disasters versus the Big Boss Man and the Legion of Doom. That's gonna awful. Yeah, but yeah. SummerSlam's always awful. So the Survivors. Oh yeah, Survivor yeah. Series. Yeah. Yeah, those matches are terrible. I, I, yeah, it's awful. Okay. Yeah. So Multi-man tag matches generally are bad. 
All right. Um, WCW is going to save us, though, man. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, this looks good. In a Chamber of Horrors match. Yep. Sting, Elegante, and the Steiner Brothers versus Abdullah the Butcher, the Diamond Stud, Cactus Jack, and Big Van Vader. That's all over the place. Okay. Uh, Big Josh and PN News. Is the bear there? (laughs) (laughs) Defeated the creature. The creatures, creature number one and creature number two. The the, no the internet's only telling me in Creature One is jumping Joey Mags, who I don't. Mm. Uh, mm. Anyway, Bobby Eaton versus Terrence Taylor with Alexander York. Mm. Johnny B. Bad with Teddy Long versus Jimmy Garvin with Michael Hayes. Oh, oh wait, here. So, wait. Okay. So who's who's the baby face there? I can't remember then because Johnny B. Bad had. Tradition. I wonder well, if they turn him baby face. Where is this? It's in mm. Tennessee, so you could mm. get the you could get the free birds baby faces in Tennessee. Yeah, that's fine. All right, then our main event, the main event at least for us, Steve Austin with <laughs> Lady Blossom. Mm. Yes. Versus Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, I mean. If we're going to do a watch along, it'll probably be that one. I mean, it might just be for Lady Blossom, but that's a different podcast, too. Bill Kazmaier versus Oz. <sighs> Van Hammer versus, oh, Doug, right. versus Doug Summers. <sighs> Richard Morton with Alexander mm. York versus Brian Pillman. Apparently, no longer the Yellow Dog. Mm. The that Halloween. Could- Phantom. That should be a good match, by the way. Pillman and yeah. Morton should be good. It's Twelve minutes and forty-five seconds. So, still too long. Yeah, the Halloween Phantom, <laughs> which is Rick Rude. Oh yeah, we're at versus that time. Tom Zink. So, this Dang, still be pushing this. Tom Zink. Uh, it's a one minute twenty seven match. I'm assuming this. So I'm asking he reveals himself. Yeah, because yeah, this is like because. Sting is about to get the belt back because yeah. Rude's about to the him and Rude have a fairly decent feud. Yeah. Um, the Enforcers, which is Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco, versus the mm. Patriots, which is Todd Champion and Firebreaker Chip. <laughs> that's 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 uh that's match ten. Yeah, I was going to say, we're getting up into double digits of of matches here for WCW. And a two out of three falls match for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Of course. Lex Luger versus Ron Simmons. Mm. Wait, this ain't when Ron Simmons wins the belt, is it? No, Ron Simmons defeats Vader. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. No, because he did. (laughs) No, Ron Simmons beats Vader for the belt. So... Yes. Does he? One of those. I'm pretty sure. Wait, Maybe I'm wrong. Is there a tournament here too? What is happening? Hold up. He, he better have beaten Vader for that There's belt. Some tournament. There's Not some crazy. tournament bracket on here. I don't know what that is. Come on. Now, he... Uh, he he did not beat Lex Luger for the title on this occasion. Well, I was, I was about to say because <laughs> moments, great moments in Black history would have told me <laughs> otherwise. I mean, 
Yeah, DeSantis <laughs> ain't removed all the books yet. So, uh, uh, like, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, but that's, I mean, but again, that also shows the push. It also shows Luger's still a heel. Um, there's no way Ron Simmons is healing against Luger at that point, but yeah. So they're pushing that in the right direction. So I mean, there's I I think I think we've discovered that at this point in time we can do these dual these dual pay per views. It's yeah. just none of them oh. are good enough to have their own individual like whatever. No, so I've deciphered this. The match between Brian Pillman and Richard Morton is for the inaugural WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, okay. Well, I think I remember Pillman holding that at some point. I certainly don't remember Richard Morton holding it. So, yeah. Bad. All around. Good times. So, yeah. So, when we come back, we will duel them together again because there is definitely no reason to watch them separately at this point. There's nothing. Nothing in between those two cars. And I was like, man, that's going to be pretty good. I do think, like I said, Rude and Sting are going to have a fairly decent feud Like once that gets started. But after that, mm-mm. I don't think there's any. I mean, some of the names of the dudes, Todd Champion. How long has been this new breed, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the yeah. old breed. Yeah, that was a while. <laughs> I mean, and they got the worst one. Yeah, you well, the other the one pretended one. to be Japanese for a while after that. If I recall correctly. I can't. All right, y'all. So, so I think that's an ending, a good ending note. I just found out Kato was Hungarian or some shit. And <laughs> Chris Champion thought he was Je- that 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 should do it. So yeah, we Todd Champion. Todd this is, Champion. No, this is different. This Todd Champion is different than Chris Champion. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. That's not a new Todd breed. Todd Champion is not I don't think Todd Champion is a new breed. Check it to the man, Google. So. <laughs> the new breed. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. You have to caveat that search. They are not the most, <laughs> they are oh, not God. the most really? famous new breed. Oh, no. uh, Jesus. Well, one of them's dead. So it was, uh, it was the dude with the funny haircut. Wait, nope. It was the short one. It's happening. I think How it's many... dead. It's a different new breed. Oh, here we go. Chris Champion and Sean Royal. Sean Royal. Chris Champion is dead, correct? Uh, Chris Champion is dead. Yes. Sean Royal, I think, is alive. Sean Royal uh, he might not be, is alive. I, he might not be uh, uh, he might not be uh, uh, breathing freedom air, but I, I, I do believe that he is alive. Uh, so, good to know. Mm, yeah. All right. Bad. So we will duel these back together. It makes it actually easier on me to only have to do this once. Uh, so, and again, if it was something that we were watching that was good, I'd be like, hell, you know, whatever. But isn't, these aren't this good is at not all. It. This no. Is not so, it. and we, I did a good job of pushing us further down there to have to not talk about those matches, you know. So I'll, we'll be digging through those crates again, too, and we'll figure it out. All right. So, again, SoundCloud, so, iTunes. Go ahead. It was Chris Champion. Car uh, accident. He was right? Yoshi Yoshi Kwan. Yoshi Kwan. He was he was so he was a cultural appropriator mm. before his untimely death. 
Yeah, uh, he, at the, the car age of fifty-seven. Right? Wait, uh, what? Yeah, multiple strokes. Uh, I thought he had the car accident. Maybe it was the car accident that ended his wrestling career. Part like that's why. Well, I remember mean, one of them had a cybernetic arm that I think was. Yes, he came out, there, but that was after the accident or whatever. I I, I know there's a cornet newbie. He, he does not speak light. He does not speak highly of them. No, of course not. <laughs> they clowned <laughs> Bubba one time, and he had Bubba get in and kick the shit out of him. Oh, good to know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna look for that YouTube. All right, so we'll wrap up here. We'll come back with Halloween Havoc 91 and the Survivor Series 91. It'll be my freaking uh, penance as I'm editing this crap tonight. So, but yeah, we'll see you guys on the other side. I should also say, say goodnight, sir. I have one more thing to say. I think there were, what, 12 matches on the, the on uh, Wrestle War or whatever we just watched. Yeah. It took me twelve tries to like get through. Like I was, I would watch it. it. Just like it seemed like it went on forever. I was like, I can't do another match. I can't you do gotta, another match. I can't you, do gotta, it. you really gotta watch them. You really gotta watch them almost one at a time. Like you know, like <laughs> freaking uh, an AA patient. Just one match at a time, man. You just can't. You cannot do it all at once. You just you'll just you can't. You'll be drooling at the end. Like your brain will just be mush. So just kind of skip around. That's what you got to do. So, all right. Say good night, sir. See ya. All right. We'll see you guys uh, back for Halloween Havoc and Survivor Series 91. Peace, everybody. <laughs>